future, talk radio will actually educate, inspire, and make you think. The future is now. Topics and music that affect your life. From Universal Broadcasting Network. Tune in at ubnradio.com. And most poor suckers are starving to death. I'd like to propose a toast. This is On the Rocks with Alexander, coming at you from Sunset Gower Studios in the heart of Hollywood, where I drink with your favorite celebrities and we talk about fashion, entertainment, pop culture, reality TV, and and that's about it. So pop a court, pour a glass, lean back, and enjoy On the Rocks every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on Universal Broadcasting Network. Fasten your seat, It's going to be a bumpy night. Oh, Lord, ladies and gentlemen, it is going to be a bumpy night. Uh, we have a very special evening today. I am so excited. You know, sometimes you really love coming, coming to work. Um, I've had the pleasure of, of interviewing Shirley Jones, uh, George Shakiris, Lainey Kazan, Ileana Douglas, um, and I'm so excited. Um, you know, I'm a big movie buff, classic Hollywood um, I can't get enough, and uh, I just read this amazing book this weekend called Tippy, A Memoir, and uh, as luck would have it, uh, tonight we have uh, the legendary Tippy Hedren with us. Uh, we're going to talk about so much uh, from her book. Uh, we have some, some clips, some footage, um, and to help me with the ceremonies, I have returning to the show, Emmy-nominated uh, actress, producer, uh, just everything, author. Everything. Uh, everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> Uh, Ileana Douglas, Good welcome cook. back to the show. Thank you. Great to be here. So excited. Um, I I'm pl- excited. <laughs> um, I've had the pleasure of watching you on Turner Classic Movies. Yes, thank you. You're doing a great series called uh, Trailblazing Women, mm-hmm. um, and it's so amazing. It's women in film. Yes, that we did our, our first year, uh, we focused on female uh, directors, uh, and this year we did uh, actresses uh, with uh, social and historical contributions. So people like Lucille Ball, it was the first you know, female studio head, and... Uh, Jane Fonda, who has, you know, obviously, you know, done so much. Elizabeth Taylor, and but what we what we focused on again is how much uh, women have contributed to social causes that we we aren't even aware of. Right. And so I think that giving them that context and seeing their films uh, makes it really special. And we'll continue with the series again uh, next year. And uh, we're getting ready now for the Turner Classic f- uh, for the Film Festival. In April, I'm so excited. Yes. I'm very excited. Which last year, as I was saying to Tippy, I saw Roar on the big screen. Which is, <laughs> and I don't recommend for the faint of heart. But it was an incredible. The, 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 the TCM Film Festival, if anyone wants to come to Hollywood, and it, it is a really special film festival. I don't think there's anything like it in the country. Mm-hmm. I really don't. No. It is, it's, it's, it's emotional. It's special. It's people who love movies. And, it's, and having an opportunity to see some of these classic films, it's becoming even more special because we don't have that opportunity anymore. So, well, you know, I was talking to somebody. Uh, I miss like, having to go rent a movie at like Blockbuster or whatever yes. because you'd be able to see all these films. You'd be mm-hmm. like, oh, that looks interesting. It'd be a black and white film. You had no idea what it was. Mm-hmm. But now like youth can't just walk into a video store. They're only watching what's on Netflix or what's right. on in demand. And you know, there's not a lot of classic movies on demand. Well, I, what I find hard is that... It's it's context. It's someone getting you excited right. about 
the film and the actors in the film, or if it's a film you've seen a hundred times, getting a, a you know a new approach, something you never knew about that film, you know, so that that when you see Casablanca. You know, you, you you see it with fresh eyes. And I always like to try to do that. You know, for instance, I've seen Citizen Kane, you know, 20, 30 times. But last year when we did the Trailblazing Women show, we talked about Dorothy Comingor, that was who was blacklisted, who, who made this film. And then Hearst personally went after her and destroyed her career and it ruined her life. I mean, literally. And, and I was so unaware of that. And so we watched Citizen Kane now with a completely different perspective through the eyes of Dorothy Comingor. And it was a whole interesting, different film going experience. So well, I tell you, like knowing the stories behind film, like I, mm. I read I Blame Dem- Dennis Hopper, which is a yes. great memoir that, that you wrote. Thank you. And you wrote this whole section about uh, Cape Fear and your scene with Robert De Niro and mm-hmm. your approach to it. And watching that scene, it, it had a whole different meaning and a whole different life oh, to it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, and then I had the benefit of going to your book reading. Uh, yes. for, it was it was the Turner Classic uh, Weekend. Yes, the film festival, yes. Um, and you had Jennifer Tilly there, yes. Heather Matarazzo, Greg Proops was there reading passages from your book. Yes. Well, that was always my fantasy to have people that were actually involved in some of these stories. Like, for instance, Jennifer Tilly, you know, which I wrote in the book. I said, I really only became friends with her so she could verify that all of this <laughs> stuff really happened. But to have Jennifer read as Jennifer what I wrote about her was particularly funny. And again, some of my great uh, actor friends who, who stopped by. And we do these readings around town, book readings, and they're, they're very funny. They're very entertaining. Um, I would tell our listeners, go to your, uh, your, your Facebook fan page, Ileana Douglas, yes. um, because you post where you're going to be. But you literally have been sweeping the nation talking about your book. Yes, the, the book is doing really well. It just came out on paperback. Uh, you can get it through Amazon. I also started doing a, a podcast and a, called I Blame Dennis Hopper, where I, again, inter- interview uh, uh, actors about film and film process. Again, that's what I'm really interested in. Um, I love film history and as some people know, my grandfather was Melvin Douglas, so I kind of grew up a little bit in the on the fringes of the of the you know the end of a era, hearing about the MGM studio system right. and getting to visit on the set of being there and uh, a couple of the other films he was in. So I love um, I just you know I love talking about film history and interviewing people and getting all of their stories that, you know because it's it's so so important. It was I was watching I don't know if you'd seen it Tippy the the documentary about Tippy uh Debbie Reynolds that just came out and it was such a tragedy to me that she couldn't she was trying to save all this Hollywood history right. and they could not find a museum uh and it's you know, you can't figure it out why Hollywood doesn't want to preserve its own history. Uh, well, you know, I, I don't know if that's the culture of Hollywood. It's like, okay, what's what's next? What's happening? I mean, yes. movies, it's so hard to find a really good movie. Even this year for award season, people are talking about these movies like they're yes. amazing. I'm like, that's a good movie, but that's what a movie should be. Okay, this is what I do with my movies. This is my movie-going experience. I go out. I am a member of the Academy, so I do go out, and I try to see a lot of the movies in the theater. But usually when I come home as a palate cleanser, I watch a classic film. Yeah. 
Like, so I come home and I watch, you know, Roaring Twenties with, you know, James Cagney or Grapes of Wrath. I find that settling, like, all right, I've, I've done what I'm supposed to do and it's enjoyable. But what I really need now, I've had my appetizer, but now I really need. Right. Now I really need a meal. Um, so I just, just real fast, you know, you've, you've interviewed a lot of greats and, you know, yes. we just heard about Jerry Lewis's yes. uh, tra- travesty of an interview, which I, I don't blame him for, by the no, way. No, I don't. Thank you for saying that. I don't either. Because I listened to the interview. The guy that was interviewing him seemed totally unaware, and it was like he was reading the questions as uh, fast as he could. Yeah. It's like, you're in, you're in the greatness of Jerry Lewis. I know. We know Jerry's a little grumpy, but, you know, you live to be that age and you do all this work. You, you could afford to be a little grumpy. I'd be grumpy. Yeah. I'm grumpy now. It's a, <laughs> No, I mean, I've had the privilege, obviously, of working with Jerry Lewis and interviewing him for Turner Classic Movies numerous times. Um, he was one of the tribute award winners a couple of years ago there and uh you know he's a great artist and he's 91 years old you know so it it just surprises me the cavalier attitude that that went into that interview it's it's, it's painful you know it what i mean really is um and you have to be and you know again like working at turner and working with you know wonderful people like robert osborne and ben mankowitz uh you know the research that they do, that I try to do, um, it, you know, such gravitas dealing dealing with these people. But you know, on the other hand, then I always say, you know, that's Jerry. He knows how to get a headline. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, he good knows how, him. how to get a headline. So good for him. We love we love Jerry. Um, real fast, I have to give a shout out to our sponsors. Thank you so much uh, to Test Loop. Um, have you written Test Loop? No, what is Tesla? So, so Tesla is it's a car service and it goes from okay. L.A. to Palm Springs, okay, um, and back oh, obviously. Sounds fun. And then L.A. to Las Vegas, okay. and it's it's affordable. And you sit in like this little pod in a Tesla, and it's pretty much on automatic pilot the whole way. Like you don't drive the, the Tesla. Wait, it's yeah. not. No, no, no there's somebody, there's somebody sitting there. Though. No, but they press the autopilot and they sit there. When I I rode Tesla, the guy yes. was playing the accordion i'm not even kidding you (laughs) but it's a luxury service like you sit in your own chair they give you snacks you have noise canceling headphones and it's the easiest ride that sounds scarier than watching (laughs) roar so (laughs) i don't know if anything's that scary it was scarier reading about the making of roar uh, which which i know we both read the book yes i i did the same thing i read i read the whole i read for the i went in two sittings i did because i had to stop because i had to go somewhere but it's a page turner, oh and you know, hearing stories about people that you grew up with, and then to yes. know the history. Um, it it, it's, it's so great. Um, our other sponsor is Panache Optical Gallery in Palm Springs. It's a luxury showroom. They do all of your custom made sunglasses and eyeglasses. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at On the Rocks and Air, On the Rocks Radio Show dot com, and on Facebook. Um, uh, we're going to get to Tippy, but real fast, I wanted to just play a little trailer from Trailblazing uh, Women sure. um, to kind of get a, a, a little feel for Absolutely. Our, our listeners. So it, 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 it played in October, but people, it, it's still in you can, ro- rotation. Exactly. You can still you know, go to On Demand and, and, and watch it and see some of the people okay. that, that we interviewed. Go ahead, Kurt. Pioneers, creators, and icons making strides since the earliest days of cinema. What an amazing activist she was on a lot of different levels. Still, women must strive to make their creative voices heard. She wouldn't take no for an answer. 
It was never easy. TCM, in partnership with Women in Film, examines the achievements won and challenges faced by women in their 100 years of movie making with trailblazing women, actresses who made a difference. And these are the women whose shoulders we stand upon today. Right from the first scene, she carries it. Eight nights of films, including introductions from accomplished actresses and industry experts with host Ileana Douglas. She led the way, and she's very courageous. Tuesdays and Thursdays in October, beginning at 8 p.m. I was educated by being blacklisted. For a complete schedule and in-depth content, go to tcm.com slash trailblazingwomen. You look at this and you say, oh, my gosh, there's a powerful woman. On TCM, let's movie. That's Love right. it. Let's it's it's exciting it. to even watch the trailer. I know it is. I get excited. <laughs> and you're in I'm it. I'm so inspired by... No, these were people that inspired me. I mean, right. my goodness, to get to work with, you know, Lee Grant and Gene Funny. They were people I watched, you know, that inspired me. And Bette Midler, me. too. That... Oh, Bette Midler. <laughs> yeah. Well, Bette Midler was a coup that I, I met Bette Midler because I, I met her through my dance teacher because I take dance class here in town. Uh, and she was getting ready for her Broadway debut in Hello, Dolly. Right? That's going to be sold out forever. Oh, my like God. Like, Hamilton needs to move over because it's Hello, Dolly. I know. And the world, <laughs> I think the world needs a little Hello, we need a Dolly, hello Dolly right now. Uh, oh, and you got, you got to interview Rita Moreno, and she does not age at all. Yeah, Rita Moreno is, she's incredible. Jane Alexander and Lee Grant, who's, you know, again, over over 90. Uh, amazing woman. Just, I mean, just you forget that she was blacklisted. Yeah. She didn't work for 13 years. And she came back and she won an Academy Award. I mean, that's, that's quite a story. But each one of these women had an incredible story. Jane Alexander, who ran the National Endowment of the Arts. And you can't imagine... In the climate of today, imagine an actress running. Well, they're going to try to put, you know, for, stop the National Endowment of the Arts. But, um, you know, all these, the contributions that all of these incredible, you know, women made. Speaking of incredible, legendary women. Yes. Um, I am so excited uh, to welcome humanitarian, activist, actress, mother, grandmother, um, and an inspirational figure um, in, in, in film, uh, Miss Tippy Tippy Hedren. <laughs> I'm getting tongue tied. <laughs> That's wonderful to be here. Thank you. <laughs> uh, it's such a pleasure. You actually, uh, this was years ago. You actually called into the radio show. It was when uh, Karen Cadle was on the show, uh-huh. um, and Joan Fontaine oh, yeah, was watching right. the the show from her house. Believe it or not, can you imagine? It was right before she passed wow, away. Wow, that's but, fantastic. Um, and then I got to meet you uh, at a. Uh, it was uh, an evening of Legendary Women by Tony Morell, and it was a concert. Mm-hmm. You were there. Shirley Jones was there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a whole bevy of stars, and I mean, I was really starstruck. I think I came up to you, and I, d- I did like, ah, 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 and then, <laughs> and then I <laughs> well, walked yes, away. I remember you? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was unique. It was unique. <laughs> um, it's so exciting uh, to have you here. Your uh, you. memoir, Tippy, uh, a memoir which is available on Amazon. Uh, you can go buy it. You can download it to your Kindle. Um, what a page turner! Oh, I'm so delighted to hear that. It's been a ta- page turning life. It really has. And I'm sure is, what we read is, is just the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this isn't a tell-all <laughs> book. <laughs> um, it's tell a, a lot, though. A lot. I tell a lot. <laughs> I will tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I love the way that the book starts, and, and you talk about the steamer trunk that you found, and it has a bunch of items. And it sounds like, from reading the book, you keep everything. Well, not everything, but I keep a lot of stuff. 
and uh, fortunately, I have a very big place in which to keep it. Um, I have a whole building in which to keep things, and I do. And um, I, uh, I think it's a little excessive that I do that, but oh, I don't think so. <laughs> but at the at the same yeah. time, I en- enjoy it, and I I treasure things and photographs and um, memorabilia and all of that sort of thing. I have a little museum. And uh, you have to come out to Shambhala. I, to I see definitely it. do, and I, I just found out that you do um, monthly tours. Yes, we do. Um, oh, you and know who I, I ran into? Uh, Todd Sherry. Do, do, do you remember Todd Sherry? Um, he, he, he's, yeah. he's he's run into, but I ran into him last night. But he, but he's taken the tour um, a, a few times. Oh, wonderful! So I'm going to have to do it. I'm curious. Yeah, if you, oh, if you have a, the, do you still have the pin, the the little bird pin. Do I still you, have the pin. Oh, that would. I be. do. In fact, I had it duplicated. And I don't wear the real one. I wear the facsimile just in case that, you know, one of those awful things happen. That yes. The latch comes undone yes. and you lose it. That's smart. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to see that. We're, we're referring to, uh, of course, the gift um, that Hitchcock gave you when you found out that you were in the birds. Yes. Um, and I love that you dressed. One of uh, the myths was that he gave you or he, he gave um, your daughter a doll of you in a coffin. That story has been going around yep. forever. Where did that start? <laughs> well, well, it was because the doll, which was very beautiful, uh, came in a wooden box. And somebody got the impression that a wooden box, it was a coffin. And it wasn't. It, and it, and uh, I have to say that it was not Hitchcock's desire to make Melanie miserable. It was to do something really lovely for her. And... Um, so get over it, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's that spitfire attitude that's that's throughout your whole book, um, and and you talk about your time with Hitchcock. Um, you know, obviously, uh, it was a very traumatic time in your life. Your relationship with him was very tumultuous. I can't even imagine how it played uh, with you physically and, and emotionally. But throughout the book, you still have respect and you still thank him. I mean, you still thank him in, in well, your I do. A- a- acknowledgments. Absolutely, I do. Um, men will always be men. <laughs> and uh, fortunately and unfortunately. But uh, there are times when they get carried away with themselves and uh, uh, think they can control you. And uh, some of us, you won't handle that very well and uh, I don't handle it well and being told is something that I was not prepared uh, to do or acquiesced in doing I um, you know it was a uh, a very fast death so what I find interesting is that he was so persistent um, and that he was so angry that you didn't acknowledge his advances um, which makes me think that a lot of people must have said yes and because, you know, he didn't go on a rampage really with, with anybody else. It was you. He was focused on you. Yeah. I mean, he had your handwriting analyzed. He oh, followed you. Bizarre. He drive by. That's crazy to me. Yeah, it was bizarre. Um, I mean, but a huge legendary director. How do you work on set? And maybe, Elena, you could talk about this, too, because, mm-hmm. um, you know, your, your, your piece that you did with Jennifer Tilly and Vanessa Redgrave, that working with the director was a nightmare. But how do you make yourself so available on screen when there's all this emotional... Uh, turmoil going on with the director. Well, unfortunately, it makes your life miserable. It really does. Uh, however, uh, I was a very, very dedicated actress, and uh, the important thing was to get it on film. And uh, I just put everything out of my head and concentrated on what I was supposed to be doing. 
I think that, you know, what I got out of the book, uh, which I thought was so fascinating, was the kind of Cinderella-like quality of your early life that a woman, you know, in the, walks up to you and hands you a card and <laughs> you become a model. Uh-huh. And it's relatively easy. And so therefore, you know, then, oh, it seems like the most natural thing in the world. I've been told now I'm going to be under contract to Alfred Hitchcock. So that to me must have been the in, the innocence. How could you, how could anyone suddenly deal with He's, you know, with you've been groomed and Edith Head is doing your clothing. Yes. And uh, I, I was wondering if you could talk about that, what yes. that period was like, because that must have been, I mean, did what prepared you for that kind of... Uh, Nothing can prepare you for it. it <laughs> Edith Head is doing your clothing. I mean... <laughs> well, I was, I was kind of used to working with those kinds of talents, mm-hmm. uh, which was... Fabulous, just because of the modeling right. issue. And uh, I had been to Paris and met many of the designers. And uh, uh, it was, um, you know, it was part of my job as a model to know what was going on. Uh, but to all of a sudden be thrust into this this completely different uh, vocation and artful vocation, it was a stunning time for me. And... Um, um, you know, I I kind of went through it all with, uh, uh, like, okay, this is happening to me, and uh, how am I going to deal with it? And um, I didn't let any of my uh, morals down. I didn't let anything change as far as my way of thinking, mm-hmm. and um, uh, it the- all it all worked. You know, it wasn't easy. Well, especially the first film being the birds. And, you know, you have to work with mechanical birds and live birds. And that scene that took five days to film, and it's one minute on screen. Mm-hmm. But the audience, as a viewer, I just my heart leaps in my throat, almost like when I watch Roar, especially knowing the stories behind it. So not only being thrust in this huge picture with this huge director, figuratively and, and physically, <laughs> but then having to deal with all this, and it's a very dark piece. Yes. And then from that into Marnie, I mean, psychologically, how do, how do you keep your strength together? I mean, I know you suffered from exhaustion, uh, which, which you address in the book, but I, how do you recover from that? Uh, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed all of it. I really did. I, I loved... Um, you know, I've got I got everybody in place and what my relationship was and what their relationship was going to be with me. I had all of that figured out and uh, it was working. And uh, it was a, a really uh, Im- one of the most impressive times of my life dealing with those people. And, and uh, um, you know, The Birds was my first film. So that was, you know, my education in uh, becoming a film actress. And uh, a, a kind of a tough way to go, mm-hmm. actually. But um, I had really, really good people around me, and um, they, it all worked. You know, I put all the, the you know, the, the, the things that bothered me, I got rid of them very, very fast. And um, I let my, my feelings known as to how my life was going to be, not how somebody else's somebody else wanted my life to go and uh, it it all kind of worked out 
You know, I don't know if you, well. there was a, a book that I read that uh, Camille uh, Paglia did yes. about the birds, and she calls you the ultimate Hitchcock heroine and because of the birds. And I really, I feel that. And one of the things about the birds that I love is that um, I think that because of the birds, it overshadows that the acting is incredible right. and the relationships between the actors is like a very, very deep psychological uh, play with every yes, character. It's and, a great and that's cast, what, too. Oh, it's incredible. But your yeah. relationship with Rod Taylor, you know. Uh, uh, those, Jessica Tandy. Uh, Suzanne yeah, Plachette. Yeah, Suzanne Plachette. It was so your relationship with Suzanne Plachette is one yeah. of my favorites. Yes. That's just heartbreaking. I think, again, that's one of the reasons that the film uh, holds up, you know, for me for so long is, the again, the interesting psychological implications of, you know, Suzanne Plachette being there and now you're replacing her. <laughs> you have to spend the night at her house. <laughs> it's, it's cruel. It's, it cr- it's so cruel. <laughs> it's so that she gets killed by the... <laughs> Poor woman. No. <laughs> no, it's like I don't it's know. Highly dramatic. I mean, that's what's to me. The movie is so monumental that when you were filming it, I'm curious. Did you just think it was about the birds, or were you aware of these deep uh, psychological? Undertones? Oh no, we were aware. We were aware of that, and we, we tried to to um, um, film it that way. Yeah, because yeah. to me, really, what's on? It's it's like a Tennessee Williams drama. Oh, yes. Underneath. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible, the chess pieces. I, that, I, I mean, so I love the film. You and know. we can't let, couldn't let those birds take over the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Um, <laughs> Just because they were the title. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to play um, s- some of the promo video. Um, this is you and Alfred Hitchcock. Um, it's, it's the black and white one, uh, Kurt. Um, and it's it's you having to ha- having to promote. I, I just wanted uh, I just wanted your comments as as you watch this. This is r- rare footage, um, and the, there's actually n- no sound to it. So this was after the film was made, and, and I think by that time you weren't really speaking to him. But I mean, but to all intent and purposes, I mean, look—you know, having a good time, smiling—that must have been really hard. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. And I, I wanted to talk about the dynamic with his wife, um, Alma. In fact, uh, Alfred and and Alma—I call him Alfred, <laughs> like I know him—they um, were your your acting teachers. So not only were yes. you uh, involved in this on the set and in your personal life, but I mean, this—you had to act. What were their acting? lessons like like oh no it was wonderful being being uh, um, coached by by Alma it was wonderful so but she really knew what was going on I mean in a way she supported it by not acknowledging it that must have been hard for your religion oh she did she did once and I I remember it so clearly we were standing against an elevator door and uh, we were both waiting for the same elevator and she looked at me and she said Tippy I'm so sorry you have to go through all of this and I looked at her, and I said, but Alma, you could stop it. Yeah. And her eyes sort of glazed over, hmm. and she turned and walked away. So, you know, she was, uh, she acquiesced to all of it. It was just, that's the way he, he was. 
Um, I want to talk, you uh, worked with another amazing director in A Countess for Hong Kong. Uh, Charlie Chaplin directed yes. that. And you did that with Marlon Brando, Sophia Loren. Uh, love Sophia Loren. Gorgeous. Mm. Oh, yes. Um, what was it like working with Charlie Chaplin? Uh, it was hysterically funny because he, you know, as you know, was a superb actor. And uh, in his direction took form in his acting out all of our roles. Well, which Marlon, Marlon Brando didn't Brando, like. <laughs> <laughs> Marlon Brando really didn't like it, and he uh, he wanted to quit. And and Charlie said, "Well, you can't. You're under contract." So he had to to deal with it. But he he was uh, really really miserable about the whole thing. But Charlie was, was such a delight to watch. He'd be he'd go out onto the stage and be he would become my character. He would become Marlon Brando's character. Whoever was mm-hmm. in the you know in the scene, and it was fabulous watching him. It was absolutely beautiful watching him. I don't know if I you could work it. that way because where's the exploration that you can do when you're when you're taught how to say the line or how to move? Where's your self exploration in in your character? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, you just watch Charlie. That's all. <laughs> no, there was there was no real direction. Uh, he did. He really did act out all of it. And he actually it did was... the score to the film too. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which uh, multitask. Amazing. Yeah. Um, you actually had a run-in with Marlon Brando. You actually spent an an, uh, an afternoon with him. <laughs> yes, I did. It was uh, life changing, which I talk about in the in the in the book. He was uh, again a larger than life char- character. And uh, it, after the uh, the meeting, I was I was inv- I had a boyfriend at the time who was also a director, so I was invited up to this to to the compound, and I didn't go. And I always. That say that was my biggest show business regret that I didn't go, but I didn't. I, I didn't. I was so afraid I was going to be chased around the compound. <laughs> I don't think he was going to be doing much chasing, though. <laughs> but I wondered. But he was so intriguing. The afternoon we spent was so intriguing that I did uh, wonder. Yeah, you know, should I go? But that's always, you know, as an actress, you always have to. Yeah, it's a, a interesting. Um, uh, finesse that you need to have when, yes when, absolutely when called to the director's <laughs> trailer for lunch and you know is it lunch or is it i mean you know, you, or is it dessert <laughs> no the funny thing is sometimes sometimes it's just lunch and you're like oh okay it's just lunch okay i don't okay, I, didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> I don't know how to deal with either but sometimes like, I don't think men have to deal with that. It's, no, it's so awful. you don't. I don't think you do. Marlon Brando and, hit on no. you. Marlon Brando hit on you. Yeah, um, and I John mean, Kennedy hit on you too. I mean, he sent a car for you unannounced. Yes, oh, that did. was a great. Pl- that's a great story in the in the book. Yeah, that was. Uh, uh, I, I was I was stunned. You know what? And I was really disappointed in the man yeah. that he would pull that card. I really I thought, oh, just one of the others. You know. Mm. And that Sad. was early on, too. Yes, it was. Before. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody sort of knew. Um, so Satan's Harvest, a film, um, mm-hmm. that's, where you had, that's where you fell in love with your first lion. That's true. <laughs> and the rest of your life is, is, is history, now uh, captured in <laughs> Tipia, a memoir. Um, the way that you write about your relationship uh, with the animals, it's so moving that I feel emotionally attached to your animals. Oh, good. 
and the everything that you went through from from having cubs in your house, running around uh, Beverly Glen. I mean, <laughs> can you imagine like the neighbors? I just can't yes. even imagine what that's like. Oh, going to lunch with them. Yes. Oh, the times that I've been been going through, you know, up up through people's homes by through their through one house and the other. And trying to find this lion, and I don't want to knock on anybody's doors because I don't want to. <laughs> Have you seen a lion? Yeah, like, oh, no, yeah. Oh, there goes Tippy again. <laughs> and the time that one of them got loose, and I didn't know where he was. One time, one time, but I had to go out and find oh, him because I I didn't know where he was, so I had to go. And I caught him. He was going all the way down the end of the street, oh. almost going on to Beverly Glen. And so I am running down, and I'm trying. How am I going to get his attention? And I thought, okay, I'll start limping because you know, as soon as you are, do something different with your body, that's when they, that's what interests them. And so I called him and called him, like, Casey, 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 and he turned around, and I started limping. Very, very ex- extraordinarily obvious limp. And I'm thinking, oh, I hope the neighbors aren't looking out at me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and he turned around, and he came back to me, and he's kind of doing this prowling thing. He's going to get me. And whew, I thought, okay, I've got him, I've got him, I've got him. And he got up close to me, and I was able to grab the collar, and we marched home. But... Uh, Oh, some of the stories we've had with these these big cats has just been. Uh, it's a miracle we all survived. Uh, it, it definitely miracle. is a miracle. Yeah, is when we were <laughs> when we were doing the movie. There were all kinds of situations. My my husband was uh, uh, an incredible writer, and he had a great imagination. And he put us in some horrible situations with those those cats, and. Um, it's amazing that we all survived. It really is. Um, I want to play the trailer of Roar for for our listeners that uh, that might not uh, know, and then uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this five year saga. <laughs> Thank you, Kurt. Terry, you're going the wrong way. I'll be really honest, if I may. Um, reading the whole part about Roar and the family and the animals, I didn't know if I applauded you for being so passionate for making this your 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 life mission that literally turned your life upside down. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if I applauded that or if I was like, what were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what were we all thinking to get involved with this? Yeah. 
Um, and the idea was to have a fun family film or and have yeah. your animals around you. And it's nine months shoot. And five into years. Five years. I love the story because mm-hmm. it's such a testament to independent filmmaking, running out of money, stopping oh. production, having yes. being flooded out, people injured on set, cast members coming and going. Um, it's like a, a Werner Herzog saga. As <laughs> yeah. I was reading it, I'm surprised he wasn't at the helm. Yeah, <laughs> right. Was... Like something horribly going wrong. I mean, with the party you talk about in the book, like having the doctor on retainer. I mean, yeah. what was this doctor? You were at the hospital. <laughs> He got a new like, pool. He got a new car. He got everything. It was a she. She was oh, she. Oh, she. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, female doctor. I mean, yeah. Oh, you're here again. <laughs> yes. Gangrene. Nothing. But no big yeah, right. deal. And the way you talk about it's like, oh, you know, like you're gang- it's as long I mean, as it's black, gangrene, and not green. That's the most right. important. But thing. I mean, I got it. I just, I got it. That's when crazy. I fell off my elephant. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and then seeing the footage and knowing the story, it reminds me of, of your passage in your book about uh, Alive, you know, the movie that you did, and having well, to refilm that no. that scene <laughs> it's again. It wasn't being crushed by an elephant. I mean, that's <laughs> it's a, a little bit different. I was, you know. But, but with the acting, like, literally caring about the piece so much that you literally just, just give it your all. I mean, that's exhausting, it I would imagine. It was exhausting. It was exhausting. Yeah, I'm it wondering was. if it had something to do with the, the era too, the to the time, and that if that that had never been done before. It, oh, is... probably. And uh, we're two very very persevering people that we put our minds yeah. to doing something, this... and, and uh, uh, we felt it was a worthwhile mm-hmm. effort. And what came out of it was, you know, it, it had all kinds of fingers that extended from right. from this is the the knowledge that we acquired just because of mm-hmm. dealing with the animals that way and and the fact that uh, in the United States there were no laws against uh, breeding right. lions and tigers to be sold as pets and i put a i i i was irate about that when i found out that there was absolutely nothing and that most of of um um Washington said, oh, well, it's such a big deal, you'll never get that passed. So nobody ever did anything about it. And that really got me. Never say uh, never that, to Tippi Hedrick. Oh, God. <laughs> so, you know, I did. I wrote up the bill, and I took it to my own congressman, and he said, Tippi, it's so huge. You, you, you're not, it's not going to work. I said, well, can we try? You know, and uh, I went around and talked to the different um, uh, people in, in Washington uh, on both sides, and uh, finally got the bill put up and uh, voted on, and it it was unanimously stop this insanity, right? You know, which I went, phew, you know, it's about time. These these are apex predators that they're selling as little, you know, good pets, which is insane. Working on the film and finally having it out, and not it, it, it wasn't the big success that, that you thought it was going to be. No, it wasn't. I can't imagine what, what that, too, must feel like and the depression that mm-hmm. you get into knowing that this pretty much changed your, your entire life. Um, you yes. could never go, go back to before. I mean, the things that you lost. Um, uh, but some things you gained, like the relationships in the book uh, on the ca- with the cast and crew, that's very um, heartwarming. Mm-hmm. But the depression of, okay, well, what now? Like, oh, well, what now became uh, the Shambhala Preserve and uh, my getting a bill passed in Washington and all kinds of things that uh, were, are, to me, much more important than making a movie. 
So it had its uh, it had its purpose and its result, and it was good. I, yeah, go oh no, I was going to say what what do you think? Because I was so I'm since I'm never going to be alone in a cage with a lion. <laughs> uh, never say wise. never. <laughs> Is wise. What are what are the things you learn? I love animals. What what are the things that you learn from the, from the cats, from lions and tigers? Well, first of all, that when you're dealing with any um, uh, exotic feline, um, you're you're dealing with uh, an animal who can kill you, mm-hmm. and uh, would do so with no thought uh, over just over his dinner. And uh, I had situations. I I survived those kinds of situations. And um, fortunately, all of us survived. And, uh, uh, you know, what my point was going to be always is to, these animals should never, ever be considered a pet. Mm-hmm. Never, in under any circumstances, considered to be a pet. And um, if you're going to have any dealings with them, you better be very, very well educated in that specific species that you're going to deal with because um, uh, they manage to survive in the wild very, very well. And they find their own food and they, they fight over it and they have, they have there's a whole hierarchy of, that goes on out in the wild. And um, uh, we aren't able to give those animals that kind of a life. And we, we as humans have no right to take them in and certainly no right to hunt them. In addition to your, to your uh, animal activism, uh, your, your work uh, with Food for the Hungry, um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't know to what extent. I knew that you were involved, but reading the book, I didn't know, like your six weeks at sea, literally yeah. grabbing people that are just out in the ocean uh, without food, uh, water. Ugh. And th- th- this is just whatever they, they called up, you just went. And yeah, you went. Okay. But it was all important. You know, and I, 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 I felt so honored to be a part of Food for the Hungry and, um, and the work that they were doing. That, uh, and it, it gave me some experiences in life that were just unbelievable. But you, you were in danger's way so many times. What? Uh, where do you get that spirit? Was it instilled to you growing up, or just it just came? I don't know. No, none. Nobody else in my family or my, you know, nobody has has done the things that I've done. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> I just say thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, I, I just love your spirit. You, you write in the book that you're happy being uh, on your own. Um, and you don't get yeah, lonely, and that I you don't. just. God, I wish I, I felt that way. <laughs> no, sometimes I think, God, why aren't I just kind of sitting around moping because I don't have, you know, a, a love interest in my life? And um, uh, well, I don't. So maybe I will. Maybe I won't. But it's not going to ruin my life. Well, and and, and you're blessed with with such a, a loving family. Your your relationship uh, with your daughters is, is is so beautiful. I wanted to play some behind the scenes footage of you uh, at the latest uh, at your latest Vanity Fair um, photo shoot. It's just simply beautiful, um, and your interaction here with uh, with your daughter and, and granddaughter. Let, let's just take a look. Gorgeous. 
are some of the top tips that you have uh, in a photo shoot? What would you say to a new model hitting the scene? A new model. Oh, wow. I'm, I, you know, I'm not really good at giving advice. Okay. I really, I'm not. <laughs> yes. I'm not good hey, at it. At least you're honest all. about it. I give advice yeah, on it all the time, no, and I'm not I, good at it. I'm really not, and I, I kind of think, gee, you know, I really didn't give Melanie any, you know, advice about, I think you should be a model. I think you should do this. I think you, I don't, I don't do that with anybody. And um, uh, uh, they have really just sort of blossomed. And um, I think it's a wonderful thing when a young person is able to decide for him or herself to do what he or she wants to do, not what the parent has, you know, thought of for him or her. Um, And that's not getting out of anything. I'm not saying it for that purpose. I'm not doing that. I just think my parents never told me, we want you to be this, or we'd like to have you prepared to be a lawyer. Why don't you be a school teacher? Why don't you? Uh, uh, they never did that with my sister and me, and uh, I never did it with with uh, Melanie either, and uh, or my stepchildren. You have such a unique spirit, you mm-hmm. know, um, and it totally comes through in the book, and it's such a delight. Um, so a little bird told me uh, <laughs> this year you're being honored with the Icon Award uh, for the yes. Oscars this year. Yes. That Ta- little bird isn't so little either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great bird. <laughs> great bird. The, the Oscar party, right. <laughs> um, and this is just to add to your, your list of many awards and uh, – I have to. I have to know. Uh, you got your Hollywood uh, star of fame uh, in 1973. Do you ever drive yes. by just to say, "Hey, star"? Yeah, <laughs> off and on I do, and I, I I have a couple of friends who go and polish the, you know, yeah. clean it up every now and then because I don't live anywhere near right. that, and uh, you know, we just kind of make a joke out of it. But it's it's a great honor to have that. I mean, really, a great honor. Oh. <laughs> I just get the giggles because I'm, I'm so happy. <laughs> um, this Thursday, actually, uh, January 12th, you have a book signing um, at Vroman's in, mm-hmm. in Pasadena. Yes. Um, I want to tell our listeners, uh, download the book, go buy the book. Um, uh, and there's great pictures in it, too, um, especially when, when accompanied with such great stories. Um, so uh, get that ASAP. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> Will there be much. More, more books in your future? Did you enjoy writing the book? I, I loved writing the book. I really yeah. did. And because I, I, I must say that I think I have, um, I almost called it the open door mm-hmm. because since I, that wonderful woman handed me that card mm-hmm. on when I got off the streetcar and said, would you ask your mother to bring you down to Donaldson's department store? We'd like to have you model in the Saturday morning fashion shows. Um, that to me was my first door, and I walked through it. Mm-hmm. And from then on, my life seemed to have had those kinds of things happen to me. And I really almost called the book "The Open Door." Mm. And um, and there were a lot of doors that opened that I thought, uh-uh, not going there, and yeah. slammed them shut. But it, um, uh, you know, and I'm I might for my next book. Did I really say that? Yes. yes. <laughs> Got to keep writing. Yes. Yeah, okay. You know, it's so interesting when I interviewed, uh, you know, Jane Fonda talking about, again, this, you know, this next generation of, you know, we're in this new climate now where there is no end, you know, you're, yes. you're in, you're in your next phase. 
There's no third act. No, and I love really. that. So I hope you continue because I, I, lo- I mean, all the stuff about Roar wasn't was riveting. And, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm it was sure, all real. That was nothing I'm made sure. up. There. You couldn't make up things. I'm like sure that. you have a lot more great <laughs> the stories. So I hope you yeah. continue with the you know with the writing, and and also again with all your your social you know the animal activism and so well, I'm, so I'm very much involved with that yeah and, you know and i live there with all of it's the your daily life lions and tigers yes yeah. i look out my living room window and i see a magnificent bengal tigress tigress his name is mona <laughs> and uh she you know it's uh it's an awesome place to live mm-hmm. it really is um, I want you to get some bears, though, so you could say lions and tigers and bears. <laughs> oh, my. But no boars. <laughs> no boars. No boars. <laughs> no boars around here. <laughs> um, and I'm happy to find uh, that you are on Facebook, uh, Tippy Hedren uh, yeah. fan page, and Twitter. Yes. Um, so we can find out where your book signings are going to be uh, oh, and keep track. And uh, and uh, if you're in the area, even if you're not in the area, fly down, take the take the tour. Um and and say hi to the lions and tigers and no, no boars. Yeah, you can look us up at shambhala.org. Perfect. And please uh, think uh, of uh, making a contribution uh, to keep the work going there. Oh, that would be wonderful. I love that your director of operations, I think he's your director of operations, was somebody that showed up uh, during the filming of, of Roar. Yes, he did. On a motorcycle. Yeah, he came down as great big black Harley and he had a long... He was dressed in black, and he had a long beard and long hair, and I thought, well, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> and um, so we were talking, and he said that he was looking for work. I said, well, what can you do? Mm-hmm. He said, everything. Okay. Um, so he was hired, and uh, it was true. He literally could do everything. And uh, several years ago, I made him um, um, top gun at the preserve. I love and that he's story. He's just doing, yeah. yeah, and he's he's just been an amazing, uh, amazingly wonderful friend, and he literally can do anything. It's just great. Well, thank you so much uh, for for coming to hang out with us, for letting us in. Uh, thank you for writing the book. Thank you for your uh, your work on film. Thank you for your work behind film. Uh, thank you. Truly, uh, an inspiration and and, and an honor uh, to meet you and i can't oh, wait for you. tippy part two. Oh, thank you <laughs> thank you i'll just get right on that <laughs> um iliana what are your social media uh oh um, i'm also on twitter at iliana rama and um, my website is ilianadouglas.com also on facebook at uh iliana rama i have i, I have one yeah, yeah, fan yeah. question <laughs> i'm not going to ask you what your favorite movie is but do you have a favorite movie that your daughter was in and you could say the one that you were in together, but <laughs> yeah. do you have a favorite performance of hers? Yeah, and I'm trying to think of the title of it. Um, oh, God. Uh, how am I going to do this? Well, we can give you clues. <laughs> yes. Is it? Working Girl. Working Work- Girl. Oh, Mike Nichols. just talked about Working that Girl. Uh, She's working great girl. in that movie. Yeah. Vacuuming. Uh, so oh, vacuuming. wasn't that hysterical? One of the Such funniest images. She, and, uh, she is so brilliant in, in her acting and her choices of roles and her choices of scenes and 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 um, wardrobe and mm-hmm. all of it. She's, she's very much involved with the whole 
the whole film. Well, Working Girl in. was so iconic. It was such an yeah. 80s film. Oh. Uh, from the makeup, I mean, remember Joan Cusack and her makeup? I mean, it's just, yeah. it's so funny. I was but living what a great in film. New York when that came out. Oh, really? It's really so yeah. much. <laughs> oh, Melanie. <laughs> Melanie's an amazing woman. Yes. She yes. really is. I'm so proud of her. From from Broadway to film yeah, to, to um, everything. Oh, um, and just in her personal life, she's just an amazing woman. Um, and your granddaughter keeping keeping the, mm-hmm. the legacy going. Fifty oh, Shades think? of Grey. Oh, I've Good. seen I've seen a few shades. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you that much. You know, I haven't even seen it. Do you think Isn't you that awful? you want to? Because it's a little you know. <laughs> well, that's what I hear. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard that. Um, no, I don't know whether I will see it or not. I I I kind of like to have our relationship. Just stay it as it as it is. I mean, um, uh, I guess that's very square of me, but um, no, I, I think that's fine. I don't know if yeah. I want to see my granddaughter. You know, yes, <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> maybe, like, maybe watch the airplane version. Yes. <laughs> watch the edited TNT I, version. You know, all Melanie's children are just absolutely delightful. Alexander is mine. I was with Alexander when he came into this world, and so he has a special place in my heart. And. Uh, um, uh, Stella is. Uh, we're just still wondering what that brilliant little girl is going to come come into. It's just it's real wonderful, beautiful. Um, yeah. As well for our listeners, uh, watch Trail uh, Blazing Women. Yes, um, on TNT and come to the uh, uh, Turner Classic Movie uh, Weekend. Is, is is it called? No, it's a week. The film festival. Yeah. It's uh, you can look it up online, and I, it, I believe it's in uh, it's in April. Sometime they're we're just sort of getting started behind the oh, scenes. Oh, they're wonderful. I've I've yeah. been involved with that. Yes, and it's so Last much fun, year. and it's it's done so well. And oh, yes, yeah, a class I act. Would, I would um, suggest everybody go see it. And if everybody does, you'll be very busy. <laughs> <laughs> or they're busy. Oh my God, we're running around. It's my favorite time of the year though it's i'm yeah. like a kid and yeah i never go home i'm just running from film to film i'm sure doing interviews and th- and the cruise too you did the cruise right i just did the just did the uh the tcm uh cruise which sadly for now they say this is the last yeah that's very upsetting that's i know too bad. yeah that is, is. I did too the cruise bad once too it's really, it's really fun. fun. That must be amazing. Fun. Fun. Yeah. Except like your fans, like you have nowhere to go. You're on the boat. Like if, if you have a crazy fan. <laughs> well, I, Usually that's me. I'm like, <laughs> usually that's me. Oh, that that's was, I'm swimming out in the water. I was so excited. I was. I remember we were at a, we had the fake Disney. Did you go to the Disney Island? We, we had the no. Disney cruise and they, uh-uh. you know, and we were in a cabana and it's like, me and Shirley Jones and Tab Hunter and Ann Blythe. Oh and I'm like, God. I'm in heaven. It's like my kind of Shirley vac- Jones is vacation. Fun. Oh, and yeah. she loves yeah, her afternoon fun. martini, which you know I'm a fan of too. So yes. that's a good pair. Yes. <laughs> thank you so much, ladies, for joining thank us. You. Kurt, as thank always, you. Thank, you. thank you. Thank you to our listeners. Thank you to our listeners on iHeartRadio, True FM. Uh, we're now on the Reverie Network. So hello to everybody there. Uh, we will see you next week. This has been On the Rocks with Alexander every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on Universal Broadcasting Network. Find me on Facebook on On the Rocks Radio Show. Tweet me or Instagram me at On the Rocks On Air. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs>